Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining us today on the Star City Podcast. It's the place where you can listen in on conversations with real people about faith, family, work, and life. I'm your host, Brian Smith, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation topic for today's podcast as it's on following Jesus and and not looking back. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 14 through 16, Jesus said, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will find it. What will it benefit a man, Jesus said, if he gains the whole world yet loses his life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his life? Today, we're talking about hearing and obeying God's call to follow him into full-time gospel ministry. And our guests are two dear friends and brothers of mine, co-laborers in the ministry, Jay Dove and Patrick Lawrence. Guys, welcome to Star City, and thank you so much for being here today. It is good to be here. In fact, this is uh, this is particularly fun being on this side of a podcast mm-hmm. for the first time. So thanks for thanks for allowing me to be a part of it today. Yeah, and I'm grateful to be here. We uh, we just did Pursuit of Holiness, and so I hope our listeners have also been able to listen to that, but uh, glad to be back on. That's right. That was on Monday Matters on right. Monday, and so if you haven't clicked in and started following Monday yep. Matters each week, then you might want to go ahead and jump in and do that. Great study. We just finished up, Patrick and I, together on the Pursuit of Holiness. But today, we want to begin by telling everyone what each of you do as a minister uh, of the gospel uh, in your ministry these days. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, at our church, we we have a ministry called Kainos, as you both know. It's Greek for new, specifically referring to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if, if, any was, if anyone is in Christ, new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And so this, this ministry is really aimed at young adults, college age, young professionals, sort of those that are figuring life out. And so I have the honor and privilege of leading that ministry here on staff. Wonderful. I, I, I've had the a uh, unique privilege to to serve in a few different areas of ministry over the time uh, being back at First Roanoke. Currently, uh, getting to serve in the the role of of uh, minister of pastoral ministries and uh, and local missions, hmm. or global missions, I should say. Boy, that, and both of you uh, do such a great job, and and so many people uh, find a place to serve at First Roanoke. <laughs> Uh, by connecting with you and your ministries here. You know, guys, the idea of becoming a minister or missionary in the work of the gospel is something that a lot of Christian young people consider and accept while they're still in their youth group at church or maybe while they're away at a youth conference or disciple now or summer camp. But for both of you, your stories are a little bit different Mm. of hearing and obeying and surrendering to follow Jesus into gospel ministry came much later on in your life, didn't it? Uh, let's tell our audience about each of your stories, where you were in life, and how it was that you came to hear and believe that God was calling you to leave your secular vocation and professional aspirations and instead become ministers overseeing growing full-time gospel ministries within your local church. Who wants to go first? I'll go first, Brian. I, I um, went straight into the business world after college. That's kind of what I had prepared to do and planned to do. Um and was in the business world for about 20 years. Uh, even as God moved us back to Roanoke um, in 2010, I was with uh, the company that, that I've been with for about 15 years. But it, it was before that that I really sensed the Lord 
trying to trying to lead me to something different. Um, and I wasn't really sure if that was a nonprofit kind of a, a direction uh, or ministry, but but really ministry, as Jennifer and I uh, had gotten married and got more involved in serving together at our church in Austin, uh, I really began to, um, to to think that was the direction, but but I didn't I didn't run to it. Uh, I, I wish I could say I I was bold and brave and and did so uh, on the spot at the first sense of conviction, but but that's not part of the testimony. Um, but I did consult some folks who had had a similar path um, as I did, being in the business world, successful careers, and 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 still sense the Lord leading them in a in a, a direction of, of Christian ministry. So ultimately, uh, as I moved back to Roanoke, um, the, God did something that we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, that really made that clear. So so you were established. About how old were you at this time when you be, made that transition, Jay? Uh, I was mid-40s. Okay. And and what was the company you were Early working 40s. with? Uh, the company I've been with for 15 years was TDK, uh, uh a Japanese company yes. from the, the technology industry. So you were flying overseas, weren't you, in, in your business work? I was. Did quite a bit of travel uh, around the States and, and overseas to Asia, uh, other parts of Europe. Did you ever think at the time that, that one day you would be flying overseas again, but instead of the work for TDK and, and computer technology, you'd be flying to take the gospel to people around the world? It, it, I, I did. Brian, and, and interestingly, Africa was one of those places that I always sort of dreamed about going and, and had, had loved the idea of going, but didn't see TDK taking me there. So I just kind of figured that would have to happen a different way. And, and now as part of, part of my ministry, that's something we get to do pretty frequently. Oh, that's a great story. Patrick, what about you? Yeah, so as my time in college came and went, I'd been you know chasing everything of the world and the rug was sort of pulled out from under me. I was, I was in a serious romantic relationship that had just ended. I was hating my career path. It was corporate business. I'd had four, four different internships um, and was in the middle of, of a, a job then. I really had no close friends in the area. I mean, anywhere I'd search for meaning in life had, had quickly been erased. And I was in a very, very dark place where in the first time in my life, I met Jesus. And so I, I committed my life to him uh, October 1st, 2017. That's, that's sort of the macro story. The micro, I guess, happens as, as soon as I was saved, I Googled young adult ministries with the intent of driving anywhere within about two hours of Blacksburg because I was just so wow. desperate to grow and pursue Christ and found a ministry for young adults called Kainos here at the church that I'd grown up in. And, and it met on Tuesdays. And so I, I went to my first Kainos service that Tuesday. And then eight months later on a mission trip to Lesotho with some people from Kainos, I preached my first message through a translator to a group of people, mainly kids, in a in a mountain village. And the Lord spoke to my heart and basically said, Patrick, you're going to do this for the rest of your life. Not, not necessarily in the context of preaching on a mountain in Africa, but you know, teaching and preaching and leading people to the Lord. And so that's when I would say the call really came. Wow, that is great. And now you're leading the very ministry yeah. that you went in search for. Yeah. And uh, how neat is that, that, that God very blessed. Uh, brought that to to, to be in your life in the way that he did. I'm grateful. Uh, now, what was your college degrees, guys? What was your degree, Patrick, uh, in college? Yeah, so I had two degrees, uh, one in communications, one in business management. Okay, so you you were aimed for a professional career. Mm-hmm. Jay, yeah. what was your degree? Uh, I was a, I had a managerial economics degree from okay. Hamden-Sydney College. Wow. 
Oh, I forgot to say, Virginia Tech, go Hokies. <laughs> I was going to skip right over that. <laughs> As a Tar Heel, you probably would. I understand. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the surprises mm. or unexpected challenges and disappointments that come with following God's call mm. in the Christian ministry. Yeah. Uh, and it's especially sensitive to you when it's your home church that you're serving in, because it's, it can be a double-edged sword, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, I think one of the surprises that all of us in ministry eventually come to is how the same place where we found so much joy before we entered ministry can now be the place where we experience emotional, physical, and, and even spiritual fatigue while in the midst of serving the Lord in our church family and doing what we have surrendered hmm. to God to do. Uh, yet, yet God knows this, and he still calls us to follow him. Now, over in Luke's gospel, chapter 9, verse 62, Jesus said, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. You know, if we begin looking back, then we're not looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, nor are we able to press on toward the mark of God's plan for us. So here's the question. How does God use your calling into ministry to see you through those difficult times when ministry is so hard to do? I'll take that one. Um, <laughs> just kind of knowing my own story and and looking at who I used to be uh, not with a desire to go back, but sort of comparing just how much the Lord has done in my life. I'm not sure who who coined this phrase, but I find it really applicable. They said, the worst part of ministry is that you deal with people, but the best part <laughs> of ministry is that you deal with people. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. biased toward young adult ministry, but the challenge involved in it are interesting to say the least. We get a lot of drama, and there are days when I just want to clock out of ministry, but I remember that the work is eternal. You know, it's not, it's not hitting sales quotas, it's not meeting quarterly deadlines. The bulk of the ministry work might not even reveal itself until I'm in heaven. And I get to see people there, you know, people people who God has used in my life, people who God has had me lead them. And when you have a kingdom mindset, challenges seem smaller. And I think of Deuteronomy 31 verses 7 through 8, be strong and courageous. Mm. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I just hang on to that. Boy, what a great, what a great verse. Jay, what about you? Yeah, it, it's, I'm glad that you had this this verse in here <clears throat> as it's one that that I really, uh, it was kind of prominent through this process. No one hmm. looks, uh, who puts his hand to the pile and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. Because that is one of the things in, in my wrestling with God in the call to ministry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I knew in my heart he he can provide, he would provide uh, if I'm obedient to that call. But I still held on to this fear and this hesitancy to, uh, yeah, but God, you really want me to leave mm. the ways you've provided for me and, and my family. Our son was was young, just a year old at the time. And and um, and yet I, I knew, you know, every time I would really wrestle, he'd give me the answer. Yeah, you don't look back. Just just continue to follow me. Mm. And I, and I think, too, of 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, I think, where he just says God is faithful. He, he who's called you is faithful. He will surely do it. If I was obedient to, to trust him and, and, and follow his lead as he called, he would do whatever he needed to do to, to continue to lead me where he wanted me to go. And and I, Patrick, drama's not limited to young adult ministry, I'm <laughs> <not> sure, <laughs> because we're, we're, we all Amen. carry drama with us. But uh, I, it is... It is amazing to me how what God has continued to show me is that what what I might look at and consider my hardest days or or my worst days in in serving Him in ministry are so far different and better than what I would 
what I used to consider my greatest days uh, in my previous oh, career. Well and, and that doesn't mean that there aren't wonderful, amazing experiences and people who get the joy out of, of doing what they're doing in the business world. But that, for me, was, was a big part of me, uh, God's affirmation. Friends, this is the end of part one of our conversation today about what it means to surrender to full-time gospel ministry. I hope you'll join us again next week here on Star City as we continue our conversation with Jay and Patrick. I'm Brian Smith, encouraging you to keep living each day by His grace and always for His glory.